Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Hey, it's another episode. It's another day. It's your daily scrum. This is all for you, dear listener, dear viewer. If you're on YouTube, welcome to the YouTube channel. Leave your comments below, like, and subscribe. If you're listening on the podcast, well, leave us a review, right? All those things help or hop over to YouTube and like and subscribe so you can see the video along with the audio. But wherever you're at, we're so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us. Speaking of where you're at, why aren't you in our community? Community.agileforhumans.com. Get over there. It's free. We talk, we talk about new Scrum topics each and every day. There's a lot of conversation going. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Scrum masters and product owners and developers and Kanban practitioners and even Todd and I are in there mm -hmm. helping each other each and every day. Get over there. Community.agileforhumans.com. Todd. Get there. Something awesome has been happening this week. Mm -hmm. So Todd is now a scrum master again, and mm -hmm. uh, he's doing a great job at it. He's working with an incredibly difficult team where I'm one of the developers as well. So you know he's got his work <laughs> cut out for him. And we thought we'd kind of debrief um, mm -hmm. and walk through kind of the normal stages of being a scrum master. And so for this episode, Todd, the life of a scrum master, the first week. And so I'm mm -hmm. real curious. I've got kind of the developer <clears throat> perspective. Um, you've got... You know, you've been the scrum master for this this first week of working with a team. You know, how would you let's summarize it and then maybe get into some things that you really wanted to focus on this first week and some of the things that you thought were more important, some of the things that you thought could wait, mm -hmm. how you go about those decisions, like as you're doing those calculations, you know, just kind of what stood out and, and let's start there and maybe we'll kind of zoom or spiral in. So I would first admit that this is um, it's a familiar feeling, right? Um, with uh, what I would say that we're what's happening with this team is no different than working with any other team. So a lot of, of what we're talking about here, I think, is universally applicable. Um, now, I would say that I've had the advantage of working with uh, a bunch of different teams in a Scrum Master. Um, so I, as a Scrum Master, so it, it's not new to me. There's a lot of kind of feelings to it that I, that I relate to, but. Um, number one, we, we did have some, if you, there was a previous episode on this where we did work a little bit to prep a little bit of a product backlog, do a little bit of refinement. Um, yep. 
but that that was really it. Um, two hours maybe to get that ready, and then uh, first. You thing- know what was interesting about that, Todd, is you did a great job of making sure the developers were helping the product owner get that stuff ready. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the two of you just off alone. Like you're like, hey, come on, developers, you've got you've got some input here. Let's and we did just enough. From my viewpoint, you keep me honest. Mm-hmm. You got we did just enough to get started with a sprint. We didn't worry about being perfect. We didn't worry about having a full product backlog. And we're not even happy with it. Some of the yeah. mm-hmm. some of the flow of the work is not quite right, but it was good enough to get started. We and then we started, you know, working through product goal, sprint goal, mm-hmm. and went into sprint planning, which is I, I think where you were gonna go next. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly where I was gonna go next. Um, so when we had minimally uh, the, uh, the amount to start, which was completely unperfect. We had a relatively large PBI that needed to be broken down. Um, what I'll say is in sprint planning, the, um, the, the thing that, uh, to keep in mind that for sprint planning is, uh, to keep people from being a oh, squirrel, a oh, squirrel. There's so many things. And, uh, we have some extremely intelligent people on this team, right? Like yeah. Extremely intelligent people. And so they're like whoo, 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 yep. diving down or they'll like, find a subject and just like concentrate on it. And so squirrel, it's like, a, squirrel. yeah, like, I don't know if you know, so I, I would, I would let it run its course a little bit and then I would nudge and I, I kind of gave away one of my, one of, one of my big nudge things to, to, to one of the, one of the people on the team. I, w- I was like, yeah, I don't know if you noticed one of the things that I do is I'm just like, okay, we've got 38 minutes left, you know, like that's kind of like a go-to trick I have with a newer team um, is not to use like, round numbers but pick like odd times like right now what time it is till whatever time you're looking at it's like 36 minutes or 48 minutes right because it creates a little bit more urgency right it's it kind of imperfect number if you say we have an hour left it seems like you have the world of time right so that was kind of a tactic that i used that you probably noticed in sprint planning um and that coupled with trying to figure out how to break down a pbi um in an approachable way was was something that we were what we really worked diligently on and and I thought our sprint planning session went quite well for the first one. Yeah, I th- I thought it went well especially because while perhaps the product backlog wasn't perfect and the, the all I mean it never is, right? But yeah, what we yeah. did have I think was a really good product goal. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we knew what the expectations are across the next few sprints and so we were able to really focus and zero in on what an appropriate sprint goal could be and what PBIs could help get there and and I think that product goal really, and you did a great job of pointing back to that regularly. Mm-hmm. This is the product goal, guys and gals. This is where we're focused, you know, as you're as you're getting us back into to like mental mode to really do some work. And and so I thought that product goal really helped us too. But yeah, the first that first sprint planning, I thought we got out of it. We had a good plan. Um, but yeah, some of those facilitation techniques to create the urgency to keep us moving forward were definitely helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after that, then um, is really if we talk about from the Scrum perspective. I mean, we were hanging out on Zoom basically all day, every day, every day this week, right? Yep. And so um, I, I am a bit of a dual roller. Yep. I've been really trying hard to say I'm approaching this as a Scrum master right now, or I'm approaching this as a developer right now. Um, but again, I, I can tell you, it is a hard context switch, uh, right? It is. So although the Scrum Guide allows it, I've struggled with it. And I've been a Scrum Master a lot. I've been a product owner a lot. I've been a developer a lot. And I've struggled with it. So if I'm struggling with it, um, odds are if you're doing it, you're struggling with it too. It's hard. Um, so I, I, wanted, I thought that would be worthwhile pointing out, um, specifically in the Daily Scrum. I don't know if you noticed this at all, but I could care less about a 15-minute Daily Scrum this week. 
We just have one. Let's, and yep. I would say, where are we at in regards to sprint goal? And, you know, that would be my way of facilitating it. Let everybody talk. Let everybody catch up and get to know each other a little bit. If I'm like going, it's 17 minutes, right? Oh, I, I think you did a nice job, especially today. You're like, hey, everybody, it sounds like we got a plan for the day. We're kind of drifting into, you know, I'm talking about the espresso I just made and other people are, you're like, hey, it's been about 15 minutes. And you, and it might've been 17 or 18 minutes. You're like, are we good with this, with the daily? And can we shift into other work? And it was like, yeah, yeah. And we just closed it off and we shifted right into work. And it wasn't like a... It, I, I don't feel like you're being the scrum cop. Like it wasn't, it was just a very, I thought it was a very natural stance for you. You're just like, Hey, I think we're in a good spot. Let's go into our work phase of the day and, or our work time of the day. And I thought it was just a really smooth, great transition. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Um, other than that, uh, you know, day to day, it's just kind of um, nudging back to focus because it's real easy to be like, let's talk about all kinds of stuff. That's not related to the sprint goal. Well, um, um, but, and, I, and I think you're selling yourself a little short there. You definitely point north. But I thought what was interesting, especially about today, was we did carve some time out to help our product owner to mm -hmm. help her get ready for sprint review. It's very important, these early sprints, that a scrum master is a great partner to the product owner, that there's early success, there's early wins, there's mm -hmm. early delivery. It's a great way to build momentum. And I feel like you've made, you made sure that uh, you're being that great partner, but the developers are also like, we we're interested yeah. in that success too. And so yeah. you've, you've created this environment for us where, Hey, wait a minute, we should all be contributing and, and even building out the metrics to measure success. Mm -hmm. Like part mm -hmm. of today has been, uh, and I think you led that incredibly well and, and pointed us in that direction. What are the things we're going to measure to show that we're successful? So of course we're scrum.org. We're you know, Todd and I are, you know, scrum.org trainers. So we love EBM. So that's our, our framework for measuring success and value and, and progress, but others might have different things. And so getting that data, supporting the product owner, the developers working hard to make sure that that data along with delivery is happening. I think it, it's just, it's been an amazing first sprint first week that a lot of good things have fallen in place. Yeah, this is, um, this is actually a good, um, this is a good, this is a, a great first sprint so far now i say that i say i i say so far uh, yep. we are going on one week sprints yep right so we will see what um tomorrow's sprint review and sprint retrospective maybe stay tuned maybe that's what maybe we'll do a follow-up day in life first week part due or something tomorrow to talk about that because um i i text you it probably come across cynical right i text you and i'm like you're like oh this is gonna be great this seems great and i'm like I'm just always so suspicious, right? Like well, I'm so suspicious. I'm so like maybe never sat hashtag never satisfied should be a scrum master <laughs> kind of shirt, right? Yeah, or like or like always suspicious. Always suspicious. You can have a sprint where your team is humming, the product owner, the scrum team's all getting along, but guess what? You got caught in the bubble and you go to stakeholders or a sprint review and they're like, What did you do? It's happened to me so many times. And so um, that's why I'm so suspicious, but I, I am optimistic. Um, I, I, you probably were like, oh my gosh, Todd, like one time, just don't be cynical. Yeah. Um, and so for this first week, I think some things that really stood out was that uh, the partnership with the product owner was really tight, right? I think mm -hmm. making sure the product owner was set up for success, understood their role, and, and, and she does, she does a great job at it, but really providing that coaching, providing that doing Mm -hmm. Not just being a, well, what do you think is the best? Actually getting in there and helping and being a good partner, preparing for sprint planning, keeping the team focused, working with us. In, and we use Trello. 
you know, making sure that things are moving, helping us when they're not, identifying blockers, helping us come up with planning and replanning and reminding us of those things. And and it's like it's the storming period, man. We're all figuring it out. But with having with that calm, um, calm voice of a of a very talented scrum master, we've been able to to kind of pop through that. But it's a lot of partnership. It's a lot of collaboration. It's a lot of pointing north. And it's a lot of doing. And that's really that's the first week. And every time yeah. I've been a scrum master, that's been the first week too. It's it a lot of first week. You get your hands dirty. You 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 herd the cats. You blind the you get away from the squirrels and you and you help teams make sure they get early success and delivery, 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 delivery. increment, increment, get increment. Get to done. That's the that's the rally cry. Yep. And, uh, you know, huge shout out to if there's anybody from the team listening to this, because uh, everybody's been awesome. Yep. Really. Great yeah. Great team. team. Yeah. All right. Let us know in the comments. What's your first week been like on Scrum Teams? We'd love to know. Uh, maybe our experiences are weird and you've seen something different. Let us know in the comments. Like and subscribe so you don't miss the follow up to this episode. We certainly want you to be around to see. Uh, how this keeps going, how this progresses. As long as Todd keeps doing a good job, we'll keep talking about it. A lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Check us out on the socials. If Todd bombs, you won't hear about it again. Or you'll hear all about it. Um, <laughs> check out the socials. Some videos are going to pop up. Be sure to check those out as well. Uh, for Todd Miller, I'm Ryan Ripley. We're going to go back to work. We got some scrum stuff to do. But for all of you, go forward, do some great scrum things. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.